In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X-Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at Paintball Kumite on Instagram. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot provides both photo and video coverage to teams and individuals competing at the upcoming USXBL championships. Is your team needing media coverage? Spots are filling up fast, so message getdad underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram for more details. Welcome everyone to episode 13 of In The Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week, we will have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and a new special guest. I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans, and this episode, we are going in the pits with Devin Stewart. He's pro player for a Houston Heat. Devin, how are you doing this evening? Doing great. Glad to be here. Awesome, man. Thanks for coming on here. Uh, So... First, Devin, let's start with this past weekend uh, in Chicago. Houston Heat uh, ended up making the semifinals. And uh, how did you feel like the event went as a whole for your squad? Uh, you know, uh, well, everyone should know. <laughs> it started off not great. Um, lost the first two matches on the first day, Friday. Um, let's see, to the Russians and to... New and upcoming team, New Orleans Hurricanes. Can't say enough good things about those guys. Um, I think they've done an amazing job this year, really surprising everyone. Um, yeah, 0-2 the first day, 2-0 the second day, uh, facing both Seattle teams. Um, really changed our style of play into the second day, which allowed us to kind of... Um, go into Sunday playing the style that everyone else was. Gotcha. Uh, So how about for you personally? How do you feel like the event went for you? Well, the first day I didn't play at all. So going into the second day, um, I think the first one I played, we were down... 2-0 2-0 against Uprising, and then I got put in, uh, and that's when we really started to make the, the comeback, really dialing in that, that slow play. Um, and I felt like I was a big catalyst in that, um, really focusing on the communication, playing to my skill set. Um, and then Sunday played a little bit uh, less as the day went on, and... Um, I thought we did well. I thought we could have won the tournament. Um, just, you know, one little call here or there. 
especially when it comes down to an overtime point against a team like impact, you know, that 50, 50 every time. Yeah, for sure. Especially with, uh, I saw it was raining pretty bad on Sunday, uh, over there. So just that thrown in it as well. It seems like there's just so much more, uh, it's, it's much more up to chance in those instances. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Every time, you know, even on a perfect day, it's, hard to uh win a tournament so then you add something like rain in especially as bad as it was that sunday um you know that could be anyone's game yeah for sure and impact are uh on fire right now uh i think uh we'll talk a little bit more about kind of the ser- the series standings uh in a little bit but uh, impact they're definitely doing very well uh so definitely a tough team to beat especially deep on sunday uh, so Devin, for those listening that maybe don't know all that much about you personally, how long have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene? Um, I played my first local event at a command post in Houston, three man beginner. And that must've been 2005. Um, and I've been here in the scene ever since then. I played my first five man tournament at Jim's field, uh, paintball zone, shout out to Jim at paintball zone. Um, he was running an event called the stars event back then. And that was probably 2007, maybe that I played my first X ball event. Um, then first national event in 2008 with, um, Archon army, which actually Alex Crow of the Titans, uh, he was on my first national team. So shouts out to Alex as well. Oh yeah. Shout out to Alex. I didn't realize that you were on the same team together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's been doing it for a long time. Sure has man. And he's, he's killing it every time. Uh, so Devin, what teams have you played for over the years? In the three-man days, it was kind of a hodgepodge of throw-togethers. Uh, the first real team that I was a part of was Citizen. Well, Citizens is was the kind of backbone that became VCK. Um, and VCK was a little bit different personnel, but still that young group of kids from Twisted Paintball out in Conroe. Gotcha. So, uh, since then you've been on, you know, since getting on VCK, that's kind of where your name kicked off. And then from there you jumped to a couple of different pro teams. What other teams have you been on before finally settling with heat? So after VCK, I played with, uh, AC Dallas. Um, and on that team, you know, on VCK, we had, quite the the roster if you go back and look at it there's the players that are still around that are playing um from that team have all won tournaments they've all you know been at the top of the game so it's crazy to see who came from bck and then even after that a lot of us played for ac dallas uh myself uh john and fuzz jackson tj danner nico hyde all of the, those dudes came from the VCK camp and then played for AC Dallas with uh, some of the best people in Texas at the time. Uh, Clint Johnson, Mark Johnson, um, Tyler Spies. I'm, I'm sure I'm leaving people out here, but um, that was also a great time. Definitely a wonderful learning experience. Um, 
learning from Greg being a young and fresh pro player uh, was exactly what we all needed. So um, we all had a really good time growing up in that camp as well. Um, I think I played with AC Dallas for two or three years and then got the call from Heat. And Nico and I decided to take that next step. Yeah, but now y'all have been uh, on Heat for quite some time for, I think, I think you're coming up on five years now, if I remember correctly. This is either the fifth or sixth year. Yeah, it's I mean, it's been so long, it's hard to keep track at this point. Yeah, it's incredible to see how consistent uh, Heat's roster has been over the last few years. Yeah, and I think that definitely attributes to our success as well. You know, um, whenever you're playing the roster roulette, it's always hard to kind of get into the groove. Um, I mean, impact is the perfect example of that right now. Um, but once you do, you know, it's, it's easy to stay consistent at that point. For sure. For sure. So Devin, tell me about, uh, when you first entered the tournament paintball scene, what was it that made you want to get in? Um, you know, I really have to say I, I started playing it twisted as like a rec ball player and they always had a tournament team field out there and uh, becoming friends with some of those guys and seeing them play back then it was a team called trouble that played out of twisted and also um, a, a big name in Houston at the time was organized chaos. And that was helmed by John Jackson as well. Um, just seeing the intensity and um, you know the speed, the intelligence that all these guys were playing at, um, it was awesome to see. And it was kind of a flashpoint in Houston paintball, I think. Um, just, just insane talent, you know. Um, I'm not really sure what exactly it was, but I'm just something in the water, I guess, down in uh, Conroe, Texas. There's definitely a lot of big names coming out of there. Uh, guys that are still, you know, making waves today, still at the very top. Uh, so Devin, with all those years that you've been in for, you know, 17, 18 years now in the Texas paintball scene, what are some things that you've noticed that have changed either for better or for worse? I mean, obviously Houston, I'm not Houston, but uh, Texas becoming really the regional hub for paintball as far as divisional come-ups has been awesome to see um you know you have the series like the usxbls and the htps's that are just you have something that when i was growing up we didn't have we had the hrl which uh was a three-man series but apart from that uh, we really didn't have the uh, like the system that would lead to playing national tournaments you know you played national tournaments to get national tournament experience back then and now um what the usxvl has done has just been great for uh the regional paintball here um i wish it was a little bit more um oh how to say it i wish that it was easier for teams to play and have their choice of 
what paint they shot and things like that. But, you know, no matter what you have, there's always going to be some pros and cons to each tournament series out there. So um, I will definitely shout out the USXBL for um, just raising the level of competition in Texas. For sure. I mean, you notice that there's always new teams coming up, like especially in D5 and D4, there's always fresh faces that are coming out and uh, really surprising people. And D4 in Texas is, it's a bloodbath for sure. Uh, Especially compared to like other like D5, D4 local tournaments across the United States. Uh, Texas is something else. Uh, And you see that i mean you see the proof in teams like fit.com teams like austin notorious who is the second they commit to just playing like nxl d3 d2 they just start smashing everybody and it's not even close uh so what usxbls managed to do is like yeah it, it's it's a grind for sure but uh it's making us a lot better players yeah absolutely and to go back to what you were saying about the D4 bloodbath, you know, even when Paintball Fit was making a run that year, I think they won three events in Division Three. All of those dudes were playing for Division Four and maybe even Division Five teams at USXBL. You know, once they they ranked out of playing together, they were all playing against each other on different teams, which was awesome to watch as well. Um, I think there was one I remember watching where Trent and Colt played each other in like an overtime one-on-one for the finals win or something like that. So um, just, yeah, the USXBL, such a statement to really leveling up the competition. Absolutely. Uh, So Devin, you were a part, uh, you know, talking about VCK, uh, VCK is one of the most notorious names in Texas paintball history, and it had lots of legendary players on there. I mean, you named some of them like Matt and John Jackson, Nico High, TJ Danner, uh, Cam McCarty was on there, Ryan Smith, even uh, one of the current NRG players, Zach Geiger, played with y'all for a couple of events. And that's, you know, that's leaving out a ton of names. So what was it about the VCK program that molded all of those players into these current professional stars? Um, I think it was really just the analytical sense that we all kind of shared for the game. Um, everyone from BCK that was Houston based started playing seven man before we played X ball. So it was definitely, um, kind of, a a, a brain trust really between all the top players on that team or really everyone. It was, you know, by committee um it was ran by the jackson brothers for the most part um and one name that you didn't mention max Porsche. uh he is one of the greatest minds paintball will ever see it's a shame that uh he's not really around the game anymore but um between all the the like i said the brain trust you know we were able to really dissect everything and really pay attention to the details of how we did things and uh, really have an introspective look when we were to lose. And it was all the losses that really, really kind of we were able to fine tune and fix. And that's what finally uh, got us to the fruition of, you know, being such a great team. So tell me, I guess, a little bit more about the processes that y'all went through on VCK. Did you do things like filming your matches or was it a lot of 
like just focusing on drills with each other and just you know being super critical on yourselves and each other did you bring in like other outside names that maybe were uh bigger names at the time to help y'all like what did the process look like what did the grind uh what was the grind experience like for y'all um the grind (laughs) we loved the grind back then you know i still love the grind but um we were out there you know six seven hours a day 100 110 degree weather 100 percent humidity and we didn't care, you know, we were kids. Um, so that was a big part of it. Um, just being out there because we wanted to be out there. We wanted to be getting better. Um, you don't see a lot of that anymore, really. Um, the other thing was just being hypercritical about everything that we could. Um, that was one of the great things about having John around, John and Fuzz together. Um, you know, a lot of people would watch it and, think that they would be nitpicking or arguing or something like that, but really just boiling it down to every single detail that you can be critical about and fixing things and uh, really focusing on the details there. Gotcha. Well, um, just being, it sounds like just field time is the, is one of the bigger things. And I, I agree with you like those, you don't see too many people just spending hours and hours just on the field, like just for the pure love of the game. It, uh, it's, uh, seems to be a different viewpoint nowadays. I don't know if it's just cause, uh, how expensive everything is right now or what, but it'd be, uh, it'd be great to see that from more, from more local people just looking to kind of build up their own skills and build up their own name. Yeah, and I think really the work ethic that we had, um, that is the kind of thing that I don't really see very often anymore. You know, you show up to the field and no one wants to help blow it up or anything like that. And when we were doing it, it it was our own field. So if you didn't get it done, then it didn't get done, you know, and that's not the kind of mindset that people have today. so, which is unfortunate, but you know, that's just a change in the times, I guess. Yeah, it is unfortunate, but you're, I mean, those that do stick with it, I think they're seeing, uh, their results pay off. They're climbing and improving really quickly. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, obviously I can keep using the paintball fit guys as the perfect example of, you know, hard work and dedication. So. For sure. So, uh, not just on VCK, but you were also on another like hyper stack team. And I, I consider this probably the most stacked college, uh, paintball team of all time, which was the 2015 to 2017 Texas A&M team. Uh, you had players like Cam McCarty, yourself, Ryan Hall. I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple of names in there as well. Uh, and so how was your experience in the college scene? experience in the college scene um definitely had its ups and downs you know most of the tournaments that we played were all in in texas and we were playing texas teams as well uh university of texas was a big one um they shared a lot of players from the ac dallas ac diesel camp which was kind of around the same time um as we were all going to college we were also all playing for ac dallas um well several of us um but 
the grind was really what set us apart from everything else. And I, you know, can beat this horse until it's dead. But there were times, especially with Ryan Hall, a lot of people don't know. Uh, Ryan Hall went from playing Division Five to Semi Pro in the span of like out of eight months or something like that. Um, and what we were doing, you know, on Tuesdays we would let me see if I'm remembering this correctly. Tuesdays we would do drills. Thursday we would do two a day drills. Uh, we'd play reball in the gym at night, and during the day we would go out and do drills at the field. Uh, and then Saturday and Sunday, we would have practice with um, our Diesel and Macy Dallas teams. So um, really, you know, that's five times paintball <laughs> throughout one one week. So, you know, a lot of people think what they want about that college team and that it was one thing when realistically it was just hard work, you know. Um, and a lot of the players that are big names now that played for that team, they weren't necessarily when they played for that team. Like Jacob Sebaugh is a perfect example of this. Um, he was just a freshman in college and was playing. He hadn't even really played for a lot of like outstanding local teams. Uh, but now, you know, you see him guesting for a semi-pro team like the Padres in Chicago this last weekend. And just having a great event, you know, really bringing something to that team. Um, but like I said, it's <laughs> people want to give us shit about, you know, being stacked and being full of pro players. Um, and even at the time, like, I was the only current pro player that was playing for the team. Ryan was playing semi-pro and Cam uh, had already retired at that point or at the time. So it it's one of those things. We got a lot of uh internet hate and what have you but it it was like when vicious played with nebraska you know it's just we're all friends that go to the same college we just want to play together and have fun so yeah and at that time period there were actually a lot of pro players playing in the ncpa scene or future pros like jesse stevens was playing with utsa uh, i was actually on the texas longhorn team at that time and we had uh, nathan roberts playing with us and so there were that college and scene. Evan Stein. Yeah, Evan and Stein Evan as well. Don't forget Evan. At the time. Yep. So college, like especially the Texas scene, it was it was also a bloodbath. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So you know, I and that's where I got my start in playing. Uh, I didn't start playing tournament paintball until uh, January of 2015 when when I joined the Texas Longhorns, and it was. Uh, Kind of similar to playing D4 in the USXBL right now, where it's just, hey, welcome to the league. Uh, yeah. Um, so was it just a coincidence that you and all of, you know, you and Ryan and Cam all uh, were at Texas A&M at the same time? Or was it something that you had talked about beforehand? Or how did that work out exactly? Cam and I ended up there together which i don't want it definitely wasn't to play paintball together we just decided you know after high school that we were ended up in the same place uh, i never met ryan hall before college um logan edwards was another guy on that team that 
uh, we played with as a kid, but it <laughs> no one said like, hey, let's all go to the same school so we can have a great paintball team. You know, it's just yeah, sure. outrageous if people think that. Um, so it it was just by happenstance. Um, yeah, I, I lived with Cam my first year of college, going to Blinn there in, uh, in Bryan. But other than that, you know, <laughs> like we were all just friends that happened to be going to the same place. Um, and I don't want to take away from what Texas A&M had before uh, we showed up there. You know, they had a great team before. Mike Strachan was a big deal there. Brady Callen, uh, Brian Whiting, who anyone from Houston Paintball from back in the day knows, knows who Brian Whiting is. Um, that dude's been around forever, you know, uh, and been really good forever. So it was it was a great paintball school before we ever showed up on campus yeah i feel kind of bad for all of the call you know all the paintball players that are in college right now that won't get to experience it uh you know with the covid shutdown uh that kind of killed the college scene entirely like pretty much across the u.s just because of different uh university rules with student organizations meeting during the you know the kind of pandemic period uh, but there's a lot of names in Texas now that played uh, that got into paintball because of the NCPA scene and that they're still really big names. Like uh, a lot of the current innocent bystanders or a lot of the original innocent bystanders team out of uh, out of San Antonio were originally Texas state guys. Um, you've got guys like myself, Evan Stein, uh, Aaron Friedman, who plays with the Sharks in Houston, uh, Jason Sim who plays with uh, Austin Notorious now, uh, Cooper Hall, who's playing with FCR slash the Misfits slash uh, Valhalla. So just a lot of big names uh, coming out of the college scene at that time. So hopefully, um, you know, I'd like to one day see it come back because it was, it was a time for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's um, terrible. That's not as big as it was back then because, I mean – there most schools even had several teams playing back then and now it's i um i heard recently through the grapevine it's like they can't even get enough teams together to play one event a year so um what's happening with ncpa is just not not great and i would love to see that series come back um maybe even uh go down and help coach the old texas a&m boys to another win Oh yeah. Uh, I'd be, I'd be working hard to see if we can get the Texas Longhorns back as well. And make it a thing again. Uh, real quick before we continue, Devin, uh, for anyone that's watching live in the chat, uh, welcome to y'all. If you have something that you want to ask Devin, uh, go ahead, type your questions out in the chat, uh, and we'll get to it towards the end of the show. So, uh, continue on, on Devin. Uh, so now on your current team, Houston heat, you're, uh, once again, surrounded by, you know, just such great talent. You've got a whole bunch of superstars and it's probably the deepest roster in the NXL. So what's it like being surrounded by so much talent? It's just a once in a lifetime learning experience. You know, I've been on the team for five or six years now and I still learn something every day I, I spend with these guys, even when we're not playing, you know, um, to be around players like Ryan Moorhead and uh, Mishka, you know, they've been doing it since I was in diapers for the most part, you know. Um, so they're just a wealth of knowledge. Um, and it, I'm just super fortunate to be able to be around these guys 
And um, really, we're all fortunate that that Randy has uh, forked out and kind of made it possible that we could do what we do. Yep. Shout out to Randy. Shout out to everybody out there that uh, just selflessly gives so much so that we can all play this game that we love. Uh, so Devin, uh, with your time that you've been with Houston heat for the last five years now, uh, what has been your favorite moment in your career so far? Oh, world cup wins for sure. Nothing. I don't think will ever come close to that. Even, you know, my first child being born is going to be right up there. (laughs) You might have to buy with, uh, one of those world cup wins. Um, to win an event is something that not many players get to do ever, much less pro players. To be able to win World Cup in front of all those people, steal the series title, you know, that's that's not something anyone will forget. So that by far, like don't even have to think two seconds to answer that one. Yep. That was the uh my first NXL that I ever went to was that World Cup event where you stole it in the finals. Um yeah, nothing, nothing like it. Go back and watch it. I think that was a uh, uh, World Cup of 2018, if I remember correctly. Uh, I don't remember. They're, they were back-to-back. Um, it was either 2017-2018 or 2018-2019. Uh, I forget. Like I said, I've been doing this a long time. It's When I was a kid, I could like tell you, oh, this happened at this event, and this happened at this event. But now it's just, oh, my gosh, they, they run together. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but definitely huge moments uh, at World Cup. And to win it back-to-back, that's great. And you actually still uh, – you could do it again. Uh, you still have a chance to steal the series title away from dynasties so long. So uh, kind of looking at the points breakdown going into World Cup this year. And granted, I don't know if the rules or the points are going to change because of the whole Champions Cup thing. Uh, but assuming it's the same as the old system and with – World Cup being double points for the pro division this year and for all divisions. Uh, if you guys place at least three spots higher than Dynasty, and if you beat Impact, you're going to steal the series title. So how much would that mean for you and your team to steal it away this year? Houston Heat as a team was built to win events, right? That's the one thing that Randy cares about. If if we don't win an event by the end of the year, then that year is, you know, not a good one, right? So we're really just needing to focus on winning the event. And, uh, you know, if things fall the way that they need to for the series title, then that's great as well. But it's not something that weighs on our minds. Um, it's definitely all hands on deck just to just to win the event. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you know if uh, will your roster be back at full strength for World Cup? I believe we will still be missing Mishka, um, dealing with some, you know, funky uh, visa stuff. Just what's going on with U.S.-Russian relations right now is not great for that. But um, apart from that, we should be good. Um, Other than myself, I actually will not be playing. I'll be there, um, but I actually have a season-ending injury. Uh, that I'm having surgery for in the next few weeks. So wish me luck there, but I will definitely be seeing y'all at the event. Dang. 
Sorry to hear that. Was it something that happened in Chicago? No, it's uh it's an injury I've been dealing with all year actually. Um a, a spine injury. So um looking forward to getting that taken care of and being hundred percent for next year. Gotcha. Well, uh we hope you get a quick recovery and we can see you back on the field for the start of next year. Um so if you could give uh one piece of advice, granted you you've been pro for quite a while now, uh, but if you could give one piece of advice for anyone who's looking to climb the divisional ranks and eventually, you know, make their pro debut, uh, what would it be? Man, people ask me this all the time and I'll tell them every single person, I tell them just enjoy the process. You know, all these, all these kids, people, whoever that they, they think about, you know, playing pro as the end goal. Right. Um, so much so that they don't think about, you know, how these division two, II, division three, division four events are, you know, molding them into a better person, not just a better paintball player. Um, I think there's lessons to be learned, life lessons to be learned across all of, all of paintball. Um, so really enjoy the process. Don't get, um, all caught up in you know wanting to play pro eventually or whatever it's funny i never had that in mind like aspirations to play pro it kind of just all came um because i worked hard you know that that was that was it for the most part so gotcha enjoy the process trust the process cool uh so devin um Outside of your pro career, you've also been coaching uh, local Houston teams for the last three years. Currently, you're coaching the Outlaw Anodizing team. They used to be the Zone Purple guys. Uh, so w- what's your current role with that team? Actually, I've known and been friends with a lot of these guys. Even like Ryland Robertson, I grew up in the same neighborhood with. Uh, I've known Ryland longer than any paintball person I've ever met. So. Uh, to be able to help coach these guys and give them some guidance on their their paintball careers and, um, you know, even outside of paintball, just to be their friend and uh, have that support system in place um, is really awesome. I, I consider those guys to be some of my best friends, so, and will be forever. <laughs> and they're messaging me right now, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to the outlaw anodizing guys they've been uh playing really well they had a i think they had a podium finish back in uh in the first mardi gras event this year uh they've been playing really well yeah and a lot of them have been playing uh the three-man series they they go to the national nxl events to uh work the anodizing booth so they get some playing time in there they actually just won three-man in chicago so Shouts out to them. I saw Justin Great posting game. about that. Uh, you know, shout out, shout out to those guys. Congratulations. Uh, so Devin, we're getting kind of towards the end of the show. This is a question that I ask everybody that comes on. So is there anybody in Texas, either teams, players, brands, or projects that have caught your attention lately? So who uh, is it in Texas that if nobody else knows about them, they need to know about them? I don't want to say too much about anything, but there is supposed to be a field, a new field opening up in Houston 
that should really challenge the status quo here. Um, it may even be the nicest field in Texas, something to rival a paintball fit. So um, everyone should keep a lookout for that. Um, and, you know, start thinking about traveling to Houston to get some practice in. Ooh, I have not, I have not heard about <laughs> something that big. Uh, so good to know. Definitely going to be keeping my eyes open. I know that, uh, I know that Jaybird's working on expanding his, uh, splat zone stuff, but I didn't, I didn't hear anything else about something as big as to rival fit. So that's going to be awesome to see. Yep. Keep your, uh, keep your eyes peeled. Who knows when it'll actually drop, but, uh, when it does, I think it's going to really shake things up. Awesome, man. Uh, so we got a question from the chat. Uh, so this is from Oscar who's, uh, he lives in Houston, but he's a, he's a Texas Titan. Um, he asks, uh, have you considered coming out to play, uh, reball at splat zone in Houston? When, when Jaybird first started doing the, the Tuesday night street ball, I was there a few times. Um, and to be honest, it was kind of uh, in the early stages of my, my back injury. So as that has progressed, I've gone out there less and less. Um, I know that they get quite the crowd now, um, maybe even upwards of like 20, 30 people. So whenever I was going, there was like, you know, four or five people there. So I'm, I'm really happy to see that that, that is uh, going well for Jaybird. So I may come out there, hang out or something soon. Who knows? I know that my uh, my buddy Oscar, he's a regular there. I know Mike Urena heads out there pretty often as well. Uh, so yeah, uh, I actually um, speaking of Alex Crow at the beginning of the show, he just uh, sent in a question. Uh, he asks that if there is any rivalry uh, between y'all and Impact now that uh, Matt and John Jackson are are on Impact. Mm, not in particular, no. Um... I think our rival will kind of always be the Russian Legion uh, just because we've shared so many close matches and um, with the Russian personnel on our team that have come from that camp. Um, no, I love the Jacksons. I love Impact as uh, the competitors that they are. I think we're better because of Impact, and I think Impact is better because of us, you know. Um, I, the only rivalry there I can say is just the the competitor in all of us and, um, you know, just wanting to be the best. For sure. And there's some, uh, there's some definite history and a lot of, a lot of talent there. Uh, so it's, it's exciting to watch the top of the pro bracket and honestly, the top of the pro bracket's getting bigger and bigger every year. Like I'd say in the past probably three, like probably two or three years ago, I would say that usually it's like, okay, you know, the top eight teams or so, and then there's the bottom 12, but recently it's been like the top 14 and the bottom six. You might even say the top 18 and the bottom two at this point, you know, like any, any team can buy for maybe not tournament wins, but definitely match wins. You know, you can't take anyone lightly these days. Um, and a huge shout out to Seattle Thunder too going through a major change in their their personnel and team and really coming out and showing who they are this year. You know, it's, that's been great to see. 
Oh yeah. And even, you know, teams like NYX, they were sitting in last place coming in and then they went out and beat damage, went three and one made Sunday. Uh, it's going to be exciting to see cup, uh, in the bottom of the bracket as well. Uh, with, uh, Sacramento DMG, they're in last place right now. They have to get, uh, four spots higher than the saints in order to save themselves. So, uh, any quick thoughts there? Who do you think is going to be, uh, coming out and who do you think is going to be coming in? I mean, obviously, um, you have to look at paintball fit coming in or you between, you know, paintball fit blast camp and, uh, notorious. It's hard to say, um, that one could really come down to the wire. Um, I think all three of those teams are great. Um, great guys on all those teams. We actually practiced blast camp, um, before this event, Ronnie's out there with those guys pretty much, you know, twice a week minimum. So uh, it's going to be tough for all, all three of those teams. And I think all three of those teams can challenge the bottom two teams right now. Um, nothing against DMG or the Saints. Um, they're just not quite there, um, especially dealing with the uh, rotating rosters and, and uh, staff for, for both of those teams. It's rough. Yep, for sure. But... Uh... Gonna be gonna be a fun one to watch. Uh, I think DMG can do it. I think because I think all they have to do is go one and three, and that that'll be enough for them to be above the Saints, assuming that the Saints uh, don't put up a match win. But I think it's gonna be close. But I think DMG can save themselves here. Yeah, I think DMG is obviously the uh, the more pro ready team, um, especially if you look at the events that they had. Uh, Zach Hill playing well. Um, you know, they, they, I think they deserve it probably more. Um, maybe not deserve, deserve probably isn't the right word to use, but I think that they would probably contend for more match wins next year than the Saints as is right now. So, fair statement. And, uh, just looking at the semi pro, like, I think any of those three teams that you mentioned, Blast Camp, Fit, uh, Notorious, uh, any three of those teams could, uh, definitely contend for wins next year. Uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting World Cup to say the least. Oh yeah, always is best event of the year. All comes down to the wire. What more could you ask for? You know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Devin, thank you uh, so much for your time. Do you have any last shoutouts or things you'd like to say before we sign off? A shout out to all the sponsors, obviously HK DLX, um, Gen X. Uh, official freak nike i the list goes on uh anyone that supports houston heat paintball thank you so much um the grandmas the moms the dads everyone uh, i want to shout out john jackson pro edge paintball for helping houston paintball grow to what it is today um anyone that helped us as kids you know we were just scraping by back then now look at us here we are so uh really everyone in houston i love everyone in houston uh it's all family to me so shouts out to houston shout out to houston so y'all uh i'd like to give a shout out real quick as well um we posted a couple hours ago so there's going to be a uh, street ball event this sunday over at x factor and uh in the pits is actually going to be sponsoring uh move of the day and whoever is the winner of the move of the day uh, for that event, they're getting $100 cash. So if you haven't signed up yet, 
uh, go sign up because there's some money on the line for you. Can I play? <laughs> I think there's still a few spots. You got to be quick, though. Uh, let me right. look into it. All right, y'all. Uh, so, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to go follow Devin. That's at Devin Stewart 34 on Instagram. Also, follow Houston Heat on Instagram. That's at Houston Heat Paintball. Uh, what other guests would you like to see on the show? Be sure to leave a comment down below. While you're at it, hit the subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on twitch.tv slash in the pits paintball podcast. And the recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple podcasts, and Spotify the next day. Uh, shout out to my partners and sponsors. That's FU athletics, get that shot, paintball Kumite and, uh, compete. So y'all next week's episode is going to be a Thursday episode, not a Wednesday night episode. We're going to have uh, Colt Lacau, uh, from paintball fit coming off of the semifinals appearance in Chicago. And he's actually getting ready to compete in Paris. So we'll be getting, getting him on right after all that. So Devin, thank you so much. Thank you.